Hey guys, welcome. Um, very excited about the conversation that we're going to have today. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do some introductions for the people out there that might not know who we are. Yes. So who are you? My name is Karina and I get to lead United at our Carrollwood campus. Yeah. Woo My name is Vinny and I volunteer at United at our Carrollwood campus. And that's my wife. Yeah, it yeah is. that's my yeah, husband. Is. And for those that don't know me, my name is Pastor Nate Ritchie, a student pastor. And who are you? I am your wife. Yeah, you are. And we're yeah. here at the Lutz campus. So Love it. Awesome. Well, anyway, hey, for the month of February, we are talking about this uh, topic of purity, uh, yeah. specifically uh, sexual purity. And, um, you know, for all of us, we have our own stories um, of when we were teenagers uh, going into our, our, our 20s and just uh, adult lives. And so, um, man, I, I'm really excited by this conversation. I believe this conversation is going to give a lot of students hope. Um, they get to see where we have messed up in our lives, but yeah. I got to see uh, just God's grace all of our stories. And so um, as we jump in, uh, you know, the first question that I want to ask, and don't worry, I'll answer it first for myself. <laughs> but the first question that I want to ask is, um, you know, growing up, what was your idea of purity? What did purity look like for you? Um, for me, for one, um, I grew up in what I would call a um, moral Christian household. Um, I knew the rights versus what was wrong. And, um, you know, if you if you attend church and sometimes maybe even uh, the the wrong church, uh, they'll teach that um, purity is about not having sex until your marriage. And so um, for me, that's where what I believe purity was. That if I wasn't having sex before I was married, if I wasn't having intercourse before I was married, then I was walking out. God's plan for my life. And so um, that was my idea of purity when I was a teenager. And I know that can relate with a lot of teenagers out there because that's what they're thinking um, is, you know, if I don't have sex, well, then I am following after what God wants from me. I'm pure, correct? Um, but what about for you guys? Like, Karina, what would you say, like, as, as you were growing up as a teenager, what was your idea of purity? Yeah, I definitely... Gosh, I think I can really relate to how you grew up a little bit. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, and so my parents, just to give them a little shout out, love you, mom and dad. Um, my parents did a great job with really breaking down the ways to follow Christ and like the consequences of what happens when we don't. I think the disconnect for me though was I I knew how to do all the right Christian girl things, right? Like I was a part of youth group, I was a part of our worship team. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, there was this crazy purity movement happening, and mm -hmm. they called it True Love Waits, and they gave every student a ring at the end of the message. It was like wild. Mm -hmm. However, it was just another piece of like an aesthetic, like it was just another piece of clothing. So I'm like, oh, here I am, like loud and proud Christian girl, true love waits, but yeah. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. And I think that was because I didn't really have a super deep relationship with Jesus. Like I didn't understand why he wanted this life of purity for me. And I honestly did only think that it just pertained to not having sex before marriage. Yeah. However, it got really messy for me in high school. Like it was okay to kind of fake it until I made it um, until about my senior year and it caught up with me. Um, and I definitely was seeking such validation from people. And I went to a public school and I remember just seeing how guys would notice girls who didn't have the same type of restrictions or rules that I did in my household. And there was like this rebellious spirit in me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I want to I wanna be looked at that way. I want to have that attention. I want to be called I'm hot or pretty or whatever. I want to have a boyfriend. Yeah. And so I thought just 
settling basically for what everyone else was doing was going to get me the attention, that fullness I was looking for. But it got really messy Mm. for me. It was, it was not a pretty sight. Mm. Really, really messy. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. What about you, Megan? Um, I feel like we grew up very similar in the sense of, I like just thought purity was not having sex before marriage. And, um, I never really like had a conversation with it about, with my parents either, like it was something that I feel like letting other people really define for me, like looking to what everybody else was doing. Um, Yeah, that's good. good. Vinny. Well, for me, it was honestly the exact same as you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. I grew up in a great Christian household. Um, um, I didn't really have a worry as to what purity was. My parents really taught me what a relationship was with Christ first and showed me through their marriage what love was. Yeah. Um, and as a guy, Nate, I'm sure you can understand this, mm-hmm. we like to do things our own way. Yeah. And it got to a point to where I was living a lifestyle um, here, at, actually at Grace in another room over there that... Um, that I was a student leader mm. and, and I was living a double edged sword living on this side and that side of the tracks. And I felt so convicted that I, that I had to leave mm. because of that. I was ashamed of what I did. Mm. So, no, um, that took me down a really long dark road. Um, but I always knew in my heart that God was there. Yeah. And I had that conversation with him of it's on my time. Yeah. And thank God he kept pursuing me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because we are now. No, yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, I think what's great is we all can relate. Like our stories are the the fact that, um, you know, we all believed what purity was was just like this. All right, hey, I just have to save myself when it comes to sex. I have to save sex. For, for marriage. And right. that's what purity is. Um, and, uh, you know, for me as a, uh, you know, growing up a Christian boy, I can, I can proudly say that like Megan was the first woman I ever had sex with. Like that's something that I, I really do enjoy saying. And I know when you, when you hear that, you're like, Oh, well then that's great. You, you did exactly what you were supposed to do with your life of purity. And it's like, no, that's just a, that's just a piece of it. Mm. Like that is just a piece of it, yeah. um, because for me, um, you know, I might have saved my my, my uh, virginity with Megan for Megan, but man, my heart wasn't pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my eyes were not pure throughout my childhood, and that's the t- next thing that we're going to get into is like if that's what we believe purity was, then how did that affect our decisions? For me, I remember the first time I ever saw a pornographic if- image, I was in fourth grade. Like that is wild. Yeah. Like, and I know that's a lot of other people's stories out there is like they saw things that they weren't supposed to see at a, such a young age. And for me, when I saw that, it didn't lead me to a place of like, I, I need to go and get help. I need to go tell, and somebody, tell somebody what I saw. It's like, no, it led me to this place of shame. Mm-hmm. And, and shame, um, like we know, shame is a liar. And shame kept me a prisoner uh, to pornography for my my teen years, and I want I, I, I want people to understand that it's it's like pure, your life of purity. God's 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 plan for your purity. It's not just abstinence of sex. 
until marriage. It's abstaining from lust before marriage and during marriage. Like God has an an abundant plan for your life, especially your sex sex life as well. Mm -hmm. And so even though I I can, I can get to the end of the, uh, 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 the, the end of my wedding and say, Hey, I did it. Like I, this is the only woman I've ever been with. Like though that part is true, man, my eyes, my heart, like throughout my whole life, a lot of weight you carried. man, I wasn't obedient to what God, God had for my life. Like God wanted to offer me so much more and I mm-hmm. sold it on, on cheap thrills like pornography. And, and, and Karina, like for your life, like, like, where did you see it? Like with that being your view, like, like, how, like what did your purity look like throughout your teen years and even your early twenties? That's a really good question. Um, I definitely, I didn't realize how it was affecting me negatively at once. Like it was a slow, long journey. And I would say like, I was a senior in high school. That's when I got my real like boyfriend. And I remember when we were dating, we had all the red flags. He was not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a little bit of that savior complex where I thought my faith would be big enough to save him too. Wrong red flag. Um, he also was not someone who was encouraging me to walk a life of purity, but to be honest, I wasn't really encouraging myself to do that either. I had stopped showing up to church and, and being a student leader, stopped having the accountability with my, my friends in my small group, or even my small group leader. So I was slowly like distancing myself and putting myself in positions where I wanted to match what I was around, mm-hmm. which the friend groups I was around and the person I was dating, having sex and doing whatever, I mean, and even not even with just sex, like drinking and partying, all those things was okay. Yeah. And at first it looked so fun because that was part of the lie of like, wow, this is fun. This doesn't really seem like it's going to have that great of a consequence. Mm -hmm. Like what's like, what really, how is this really going to harm me right now? And I think the problem is, is that I didn't understand the great risk Mm. that I was taking, not just in the moment, but with my life. And not only that, with this person's life, here I am looking at this young boy who I'm dating saying, I love you, yet everything to do with my love was self-serving. I wanted everything that was going to make me feel good and fulfill my wants and my desires on my time. That's not of God loving relationship. That's not the foundation of like how love is laid out for us in God's view, right? That's very self-serving. So unfortunately, I I would love to sit here and say that I quickly got myself out of the relationship and didn't cross the line, but that wasn't the case. I did cross all the lines in that relationship and that wasn't the only one. And unfortunately, those small compromises turned into many years of living in sexual brokenness and I had such an addiction to promiscuity Mm. and the big piece was I was lacking identity I was lacking any type of fullness in me like my heart just felt like it was always missing because it was it was missing the love of Christ Um, and instead of turning back to him and back to the truth of his word Mm. I was like no I'm going to go to the thing that's right there in front of us and I just want to say this I think why it's so easy to believe the lie that it is okay, it's not going to affect us so much, yeah. is because we live in every in a world that everything is right here in front of us. Yep. It, it's it's quick to grab, quick to satisfy, quick, quick to touch, quick to, to everything. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I'm like, no, I just want to go to the thing that's right there. Yeah. And and God felt like so distant and so like different and weird. To, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. However, 
again, the depth of God's love has such layers to where not only was it able to eventually, like when I turned my life back over to him, which was many years after, and I know we're going to get there, but when I was able to do that, I got to see that there wasn't just like these pieces in me that needed to be filled, but there was a transformation in me that needed to happen. Mm. Um, but until that came along, like, gosh, there was such brokenness and I just did not know how to care for people. Well, I didn't know how to care for myself. Well, um, and it just really took over my life for many years. No, it was good. scary. No, I think a lot of us can relate with that. Megan, can you relate with anything like Karina said about um, that? I like what you said about like the small compromises. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think like my idea of purity like uh, led me as a teenager, like led me not to like set up any boundaries. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan. I thought just because I wasn't maybe going all the way, like I um, was like, doing the right thing um and then that basically like leads you to a place where I was like disconnecting myself from God without even realizing it like it was definitely affecting my relationship with God but I um thought just because I was doing what I thought was the right thing um was yeah like leading me farther away than I thought. No, I think that's great what you said about like the small compromises. And um, we've all mentioned that, you know, we, you know, it was, we need to not have sex. And then we're like, that was our idea of purity. Then we're good. Obviously, if we have a, if we have a broken view of purity, then we're going to have a a broken relationship with other people. Um, And I, I look at it and I think through the the whole thing of it, understanding that I, I think we have a lot of students that are asking the question of like, well, you know, doing this, this or this, is that considered sex? And it's like, well, can I do this and then it not be considered sex? And it's like, find a gray area. Yeah, find a gray area. And like, you have to understand it's not like it's not about abstaining from sex until you're married. It's about abstaining from lust until you're married and abstaining lust in even in your marriage. Um, and that is so that's so important for us to understand, because it, like as a student, we shouldn't be asking as a teenager, we shouldn't be asking the question, well, is this considered sex? Like what the question we should be asking is, is this considered lustful? And if it's considered lustful, then it's like, that's like, that's not what God has for you. And so I think we have to change our perspective and understand that like God wants to offer you a life full of love and not lust. But what this world offers time and time again is lust. Vinny, can you like like having a view, looking at your teen years of of purity and your view of purity? How did that affect your life? So my view, you know, was was pretty much like I said, just like y'all's. Um, and I, I had gotten to a point, like I said, that I I was ashamed. So I really just I just let it all go. Yeah. And it didn't matter anymore. And it led to years and years and years and years of promiscuity and, and, and sexual abuse on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've truly learned what this is, I realized that I wasn't being the man that I thought I was being, that I, that I, was, that I was putting on baggage yeah. to take with me further down the road to come into this marriage. Mm-hmm. To now, not saying that we're, we don't have just you know, a normal struggle, just how everyone else does, but we've carried a baggage together. Mm. And now one of the best things that we get to do 
is unpack it all together. And it feels so good. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. When we get to unpack these things together mm-hmm. and overcome them. And yeah, it hurts, mm-hmm. but we get to overcome them. Um, no. So, so carrying around that extra baggage, why? Yeah. Why? No, that's good. And I, uh, I, I look at all of our lives now, and it's like we're both in, like, you guys are in a God honoring relationship. Yeah. Right. We're in a God honoring relationship. And so, obviously, there was a time in our life where it clicked, right? Yeah. Um, I think of students mm-hmm. that are sitting right now. Uh, they might be listening or watching this, and they're thinking, "Well, you know, I've already messed up in this area, mm-hmm. so I, I, I have to stay messed up in this area." And it's like that's a lie from Satan. That's like, he, such like a just lie. because you've messed up yesterday, like God still wants you to be mm-hmm. obedient today because He still has a great plan for your life. Yep. And so, like, what was the moment? And Karina, I would love for you to start on this question. Yeah. Like, what was the moment when you realized there was like a, a redemptive love that God mm-hmm. offers that can totally transform your life and your view on what purity is supposed to look like? That's so good. Um, I think I want to start at this spot. I what changed my view on purity entirely was when I realized my pursuit of it was wrong. Like I was trying to make in the very beginning, right in my teen years when I'm like, yes, I'm going to abstain from sex until marriage. Like I didn't know what that meant because I was trying to put purity on this pedestal. Like, okay, that's my goal in life now is to be pure. And it's like, no, my goal in life is to not just pursue purity. My goal should actually be to pursue a real relationship with God. And the reason why is because if I receive the salvation that Christ gave us, I then should be able to say that I can surrender and submit to you in all my thoughts, my body, my heart, my wants, my life to you as my Lord. And that then translates that, God, I don't just trust you in this one area. I trust you with every ounce of my life. And so for me, when I was able to get to that, that spot, and it definitely, again, it was a journey. But I agree with what you said. God never stopped pursuing. And I want whoever's listening to this to know that, that though you may have crossed the line many times, you've gotten close, you're having thoughts, you're watching things, God's pursuit for you is not determined based off of what you're doing. He loves you. And so he is going to keep pursuing you, but it can get very, very hard to hear his, his voice when we are letting other things dictate our life like sexual things. And that's why it's such a sin that it says to run Run. from it. Right. Because we tend to idolize it and then it becomes literally a piece of who we are. So when I was able to surrender that to him, not only did I fully receive salvation in the moment and a full like, like transformation within the moment, I then realized like, wow, like God has given me what he did for me on the cross daily through forgiveness, through healing, through grace, through his mercy. And I definitely had to make sure though, that I created some boundaries for myself. I had to get accountability partners. I did need to get into a church that I felt like was my, like my group of people. I had to find a church that I felt like wasn't going to bring... you got to find your community. Yes, exactly. It was going to be a God-honoring community of people who could hear my story and not judge me for it, um, but people who were going to pray for me. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to tell me what I wanted to hear. They were going to say, no, Karina, like, what does God's word say? Yeah. Um, and when I started to actually obey God's word instead of just listening to it and saw that there was then fruit, like blessing and like yeah. favor and joy and peace freedom. that came from it. That he freedom. Wa- that he wants you to do Come all on. the things that you want to do. He yes, yes. I mean, Within his timing and yes. his limits, like to, that's freedom. To build off of that, I mean, I like 
I, I talked about, you know, first time seeing a pornographic image, eight, fourth grade, and then like that carrying in my teens, like the, the, the way that I was able to break that was through boundaries and community. Like, right. like those are that like you, you're looking for the secret. You're seeing this place thinking like, I'm never going to get out of this place. That's a lie. You are, yeah. but it's going to take work. Like it's it gonna is, it's going to, it's going to take work. Um, and so being able to put the right boundaries in place and, uh, have the right community to support you with inside those boundaries is so important mm -hmm. to our, our walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and Jesus talks a lot about boundaries. Yes. Um, he, he, they're he, biblical yeah, people. In, 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 <laughs> in, 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 you know, boundaries he, with he your says, parents, with, with your spouses, everything. And boundaries he talks about like big boundaries in the sense of like, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out right if yeah. you're if your hand causes you to sin cut it Chop off it off it's like because it's better <laughs> to go that. into heaven w with missing one member of your body than be thrown into hell like that's yeah. very like powerful language that jesus is using and what jesus isn't saying however is for you to go home and got your eyes out like literally. like like please don't, don't do literally that. Like, do that. Don't do that. But what Jesus is talking about is like you need the right boundaries in your life. Like right. whatever is causing you to sin, get rid of it. Like mm -hmm. if your cell phone is causing you to sin, if your iPhone is causing you to sin, get rid of it and, and get a flip phone. If your computer is yeah. causing you to sin, sell it. Like if you have a friend group that's causing you to sin, get rid of get them. Rid of if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that's causing you to sin, break then, up. Then, then, then dump them. <laughs> and I know when I say that, it, it sounds like very extreme right. because it is. Yeah. But but so are the consequences of sin. Yes. And I would much rather have extreme boundaries than have extreme consequences. Yeah. And so like that was the moment that it changed for me. For, for the moment that I, I realized that I need to get the right people in my life and I need to set up the right boundaries in my life, yeah. that's when I saw God's blessing of breaking me out of this prison that I put myself in. Yeah. And like, and, and then you get to see God's redemptive love. You mm -hmm. see God redeeming your story and transforming your story and seeing like, hey, like, no, I've got something better for you. Like what you were settling for is such a cheap version of satisfaction. Like what I can offer you brings fulfillment and true satisfaction. Um, and so that's like boundaries, 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 yeah. community, Everywhere. community. Everywhere. Boundaries Everywhere. before community. the boundaries. Yeah, boundaries <laughs> yeah. before the boundaries. Like uh, there's a there's an app that I know a couple of guys at church use that like it's linked up to your buddy's phone yeah so that you know if you look at anything they're gonna know yep. and it's yeah. hey look they're gonna text you right now and you're gonna get you know yeah. Yeah. convicted of it and that's truly what we need yep. we need the friends to call us out yeah. mm -hmm. you know the, the but but not look at us in the light of uh, making us feel guilty yeah. Yeah. showing us that hey look we know you messed up we're all weak yeah. but together we can together. we can do no, this, that's yeah. That's good. That's good. You have to start by talking about it to get those people. Yeah, in your that's, life. Right. that's yeah. good, yeah. Megan. Yeah. Because I mean, this is such a topic that like it's so easy to feel shame about, mm -hmm. and it's like like guys. I'll say it again. Shame is a liar that wants to hold you yep. imprisonment, yep. but help brings freedom. And yeah. so like ask for help, like wherever you're at in your life right now, yeah. like it is better to get help now mm -hmm. than get to a point where you see a marriage that you got in, into, like just falling and failing because you didn't get help as a middle schooler or high schooler. Megan, um, like knowing that, you know, middle school, high schoolers are listening to this, um, what would your advice be to them? Um, God's way is better. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And 
it's not just about following following the rules like it wasn't until like i started dating you that like i saw that there was a different way and it wasn't necessarily because of anything that you were doing it's just because you were the first person that i dated that we did things god's way (laughs) and um it wasn't until then that like I didn't realize like how much I was settling for so much less than what God had for me. And I'm just like so thankful for his faithfulness on Mm. my life and that it's never too late to start. That's 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 really good. And like to go off on that, I think you talked about how, um, you know, I was the first person that like, you saw like somebody that wanted to do it God's way, right? Yeah. And I think that speaks to a lot of our students and yeah. it speaks to the fact that why the Bible talks about how like we need to be like equally yoked, right? Like like we both like mm-hmm. if both of you are following after Jesus, then you're gonna have a foundation that is built on Jesus in your relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're following after Jesus and your um, boyfriend or girlfriend like doesn't believe in Jesus, doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, doesn't have a thriving relationship with Jesus, yeah. like it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you're not there to fix them. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. Like, like you're not there to fix them. Like, mm-hmm. they need to make sure they have their own relationship with Jesus, right. not just riding off of yours, because it's going to bring heartbreak every time, because what's important to you and what's a value of yours um, isn't going to be a value of theirs, because right. it's not it's, it's not found on the name of Jesus. And so if you're in a place, like middle school, high schoolers, if you're listening to this, if you're in a place where you know your person, your, your, your boyfriend or girlfriend isn't a follower of Jesus, like, I would really encourage you to pray about what it looks like to to ending that relationship because mm-hmm. it's going to get to a point where you're, you know, it, like if you're not dating for marriage, you're dating for heartbreak, right? Like That's those right. are the two yep. things that, yep. so if you're, if you're going to actually build a relationship towards marriage with this person, like make sure that person is following after Jesus. I want to add a couple thoughts because I remember like being younger and this was when I was in that deciding phase phase of my life, like, okay, am I really going to surrender everything to God? Um, and I remember I would hear talks like this and something in me would get frustrated and annoyed when I would hear it. And so I just want to speak to the student who's feeling really annoyed with what they're hearing right now. And I want you to pause and ask yourself, is this annoyance coming from a place of fear or shame? Because it's typically rooted in both of those things. Um, And so just to speak to that heart, what I need you to know is if you have already crossed the line, or maybe you don't agree with this, maybe you've not crossed the line, but you've made up your mind like, oh, I can be a Christian and I can then go do whatever I want. I want you to pause and I want you to realize this. God is not a God of lust. Megan said it earlier that God's way is better. And the reason is why, the reason why for that is because we receive so much more when we live in the fullness of what God has for us. Just a little backstory, like when I married Vinny, you guys, I obviously, like I was not a virgin. I shared that already. Um, But not only that, I had a child with another person. And I had this lie and this fear in me believing that if I got married to Vinny that I was going to give us less because I had crossed the line so much and then I also created another human being with someone that I'm not with. That's not truth. God isn't a redemptive he d- is in a redemptive role, not just for you, but also for the things that you love, yeah. for your 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 future, for your plans, for whether you are going to get married or not, for your future spouse. So, like, the shame that wants to creep up is to keep you 
from the things that God has for you. Don't let the shame win. Don't let the fear get a hold of you. Don't let it keep you frustrated in this spot of like, oh, these Christian people don't know what they're talking about. We're talking about from places of being so broken and hurt in this and that we've been able to see and receive the restoration that God has had for our lives that we know he has for everyone else's life because he's not stopped doing that. And that's the beauty of it. And so I guess advice is, besides listening to this, if you are attending United or you haven't, please start going. And and don't just go just to go through the motions. Give the small groups an opportunity. If you don't feel like you're clicking with people in your small group, have a conversation with your leader. Talk to them one-on-one and say, hey, like I'm having a hard time wanting to open up. Will you pray for me? Start there. Like Don't feel like you have to spill your beans and everything right at once. Invite your small group leader to start praying with you. And then ask God, man, how can I, God, like start opening up and find my people to be vulnerable with? Because yeah, the, the same God that redeemed our story is the yes. same God that wants to redeem their story. 100%. It's not this fact that like we get this like secret God to ourselves. It's like, no, it's the God that's pursuing yes. after you every single <laughs> day father. that wants to redeem your story like yeah. he redeemed ours. Yeah. Uh, Vinny, what advice would you give to students? Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Share. Yeah. Share, 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 share. Because the more you share, the more others are able to walk alongside of you. And so, yeah. like, if you um, have a struggle with lust, like, just so you know, you're not alone. And, um, but you're also not supposed to be alone. Uh, like you need help. And so that fact that like, don't sit in this place of shame, feeling like you're all alone. It's like, no, step out and get help, which is my advice to our students is, um, God blesses, God blesses obedience. He really does take one small step towards obedience and you're going to see God bless you in incredible ways uh, because God isn't wanting you to sit in this place of shame. He's not sitting, he's not sitting up in heaven thinking, man, this is what they deserve. It's like, no, God wants to offer you help and, and, and forgiveness and deliverance from the sin that's weighing you down. Karina, would you, um, would you just pray for our students? I would love to. Yeah. God, I thank you so much for just this opportunity for the four of us to come together and share our story of how you have not only saved us, but redeemed us. God, I pray for the students who are listening. I pray that right now in this moment, whether they're in their car, they are on a run, they are in their room right now listening to this, watching this. God, I just pray that they allow you to meet them where they're at. Maybe it's time for them to receive your salvation for the first time, or it's time for them to start walking in the freedom of the salvation you gave them on the cross, to be reminded that the cross carries with them daily, meaning restoration, forgiveness, redemption is offered to them daily, that they receive your grace and your love that you have for their lives so that they can live in fullness for what you have for them. God, we love you, and I thank you so much for this amazing ministry that you are building and growing, and I believe that you are doing your mighty work so that this generation is a generation of change and healing. In your name, amen. 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 Amen.